What is going on, you guys? All right, I'm back again and I got my glasses on so I can see what I'm doing here so I can follow along and make sure that I am on point for this. So today I wanted to talk to you about the scale and where I see it uh, fitting into a fitness journey. Personally, again, everybody gets to take responsibility for their own journey, for what works for them. But if somebody were to ask me what I think a good amount of time somebody should step on the scale throughout a fitness journey throughout the week. What does that look like? And I can tell you like so many things, it's different for every person based on how they respond and whether or not that scale drives their behavior and attitude around their own progress. So I'll get into that. But first I want to talk about what makes up body weight. Okay. So one of the most like common messages I'll get from somebody who's, you know, Kendra, I've been doing all the things. I'm getting all my exercise, my water, my supplementations. I went to the gym. I did all the things and the scale didn't go down. I'm so frustrated. I'm, you know, first of all, you have to understand what makes up body weight. And second of all, you should be pretty freaking proud of yourself for being able to say that. Cause for a lot of people, that is the whole entire point is falling in love with the process. And we're still obsessed with the scale. So I always say like, listen to what you just said, look back. You just said you went to the gym, you drank your water, you supplemented well, you did everything you were supposed to do. And maybe for some of you, that's the first time in your life you've strung seven full days of that together but you can catch yourself because what you've what at that point when you're like I'm so frustrated what you should be saying is I'm so proud of myself I can't believe it so a lot of times the scale will do nothing it will go down it will go up it's not necessarily linear but of course weight loss is associated with fat loss the scale is a piece of the puzzle and as an online coach it's, it's an important data point, right? Like if I have a client whose goal is to lose body fat, the scale should be going down. Now I will have in my mind about what I would want to see on, on average on a weekly basis. But, you know, this idea that the scale doesn't matter at all is not true, but it just shouldn't be driving how you feel about yourself. It shouldn't be taking up and consuming your entire day and how you feel about yourself. And I know that that is a real struggle for people. And it has been a struggle for me in the past in strange different ways. But let's get to what makes up your body weight, okay? Number one, you have body composition and you have body fat and you have everything else. So here's what makes up your body weight. One is skeletal muscle. So that's what we are trying to improve in this group for physique, performance, longevity. So skeletal muscle has weight. So if you're a person who's never lifted weights and you start to lift weights, guess what's going to happen? You're going to add muscle tissue. And what is muscle tissue? It's, it's weight and muscle tissue shows up on the scale. Now I've done this, this talk before about our ultimate potential. So you, you're not going to gain 20 pounds of muscle or two pounds of muscle a month, you know, forever and ever and ever. Like there's a point at which you're going to 
no longer really be able to add significant amounts of muscle tissue. You're not typically adding so much that, you know, you were in, you were, you, it was a wash for you that month. Typically, if you have a body fat loss goal and we have your macros or your calories in the right place, we should be seeing a downtrend on the scale. Is it everything? No. But is it an important piece of data? Yes. And that is all you should be looking at. It, it is data. And it's data for me or whatever coach you're working with to be able to understand over a couple of weeks, a few weeks, if the scale isn't going in the right direction and you have a body fat loss goal, all that means is we need to adjust your food or your exercise or both. So it's not that deep. It doesn't have to be who you are. Um, but skeletal muscle, number one. Number two, subcutaneous fat. This also makes up your body weight. Now that's the weight that is under, or the fat that's under your skin. That's what everybody's focused on. It covers our skeletal muscle and that's what everyone is trying to grow and improve so that you can have, you know, those toned arms you want, toned legs you want, all of that stuff. That's subcutaneous fat. Visceral fat is the fat that's around the organs and the abdominal cavity. And this is the most dangerous fat on our body because you can kind of think of it as just suffocating our organs. Everybody's all jammed up about subcutaneous fat, but that vis visceral fat is really, really important. So a lot of times if somebody has kind of almost looks like a distended belly, we have some health risks there. And uh, there are different ways to kind of assess that as a coach on my end. That's why pictures are so important. People who don't wanna take pictures and don't wanna step on the scale, it's, I mean, okay, like there's a lot you can work on, but when your goal is to get into a healthy body composition where we're no longer in the obese range, where all of the, those, health concerns and real health risks come into play, especially as we get older. These are important, you know, aspects of somebody's program is the scale measurements, uh, your progress in the gym, in your home, in your community, uh, photos, it's all part of it. The other thing that makes up your body weight is bone. And that's the human skeleton structure inside is size is different for every person. You know, some people have big wrists, some people have little wrists, big bones, little bones, the, that is all weight. The other thing is organs. So irrelevant to body composition, but you should understand the impact on body weight. Like they make up your body weight. Other things that make up your body weight are stool, water, and blood. So if you have you know, this is why I say wake up, pee, step on the scale. That's your weight. Some people will wake up one morning, not pee, step on the scale. Then ah, I'm up a pound, whatever, step on the scale or go to the bathroom, step on the scale. They're down and they feel better. That's how much the scale drives the way we feel about our own progress and fitness journey. And I understand that, but we just want to get a hold of that. And in this particular uh, episode, I want you to really start thinking about your behavior around the scale. I mean, I've had clients who get on the scale multiple, multiple times a day. That is not going to help you at all in your fat loss journey. You have to ask yourself if that has helped you. Is it is it holding you accountable? Is it, and, and in this ca person's case, it wasn't. It was only 
uh, creating sabotage behavior. So she would get on the scale and she would say like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just somebody who can't lose weight, right? Get on the scale. And if the scale didn't go down, then she would be like, I, I was right. Go binge, get on the scale, see how much damage she, she'd done. And now she's back in this cycle of like, the scale and her overeating and her binging and the way she feels about herself. Um, so that that's when you know this is not good for you. So for her, I said, put that scale in your car and like drive it around for a month, you know, just get rid of it. That's not every, not everybody has to do that. But for some people, when, when you're a coach and you're working with people and you hit like a major roadblock, your results become secondary. And then we have to work on the, the mental components of your journey. So I'll be working with somebody and we discover, and they finally kind of peel away all the layers of the onion, no more bullshit. We're really going for it. And they sort of just come to terms with the fact that they have a night eating binge issue. They've never talked about it before and they start to talk about it. Well, Everything changes at that point. And I think a lot of people don't want to admit that they have these issues because they don't want to deal with them, right? So when that issue arises, we no longer are worried about the scale. We're worried about this habit and how we can overcome this habit. I might even take them out of a caloric deficit so that we can work on this particular habit, which is detrimental to them, to their digestion, to their uh, mental well-being and to their overall confidence. So if the scale is one of those things that just keeps creating the same behavior and you have to recognize it in yourself, nobody can really do that for you. Now I can often see it. And when people communicate, you know, their feelings and frustration around progress around the scale, that might be something I, I recommend to them because there's no race to the finish line here. This is a lifestyle that you're creating. So if you have to take pauses on being in a caloric deficit for a while to get healthy, you know, mind, body, spirit, do it. It's okay. And if you don't deal with it now, there's no quote diet that's going to heal your relationship with food. There's no diet that's going to heal your relationship with the scale. So it's always worth it to take a step back and work on those things that you know you have been dealing with forever that are holding you back from what you ultimately want for you know body composition or overall health and and deal with them and i have a lot of people that are willing to do that cuz you know by the time they've come to me they've off especially if you're my age you've tried everything everything and you kind of know what i'm saying is right you just need somebody to say hey girl it's okay Let, let's hit pause on this, on this diet situation and the difficulty of being in a caloric deficit and let's get you healthy. And the scale is that it's the same kind of tool for me that we have access to that can really get in people's heads. But, um, and I've said this before, but you, one thing you have to remember is at any given time, you can have, you know, three to seven pounds of stool in your body, excess stool. And so that shows up on the scale. So I've had people who are like, oh my gosh, I'm not making any progress. This is terrible. Like I'm so frustrated. I'm doing everything. And I say, did you go to the bathroom today? And they're like, no. And then they go to the bathroom later that day, or maybe the first thing in the morning and they're down a pound or two and they're happy. Like, think about that, right? All you did was like 
poop and now you're happy. So you have to, you have to keep this in perspective. You did all of this work. The scale is one tiny piece of the puzzle. Again, as a coach, if I'm working with somebody to change their physique and we have a fat loss goal, no, I do not want the scale to go up and up and up. And no, it probably didn't go up three pounds because of muscle. That Things like that are usually binges, bloat, excess carbohydrates, because carbohydrates, what? They store water. So for every one gram of carbohydrate, you store four grams of water. And what is that? It's weight. So if you're going to go out and overeat carbohydrates, two, one of two things happens. Oftentimes, some people get kind of the whoosh effect if they've been in a caloric deficit for a while and the scale drops. And for some people like me, the scale fluctuates five pounds. I'm telling you, like the scale for me goes up and down. It, like it's, it is not a great indicator for me. So for me, I have to look at it over time um, where I have some clients, it's like every week is like a pound, a pound, a pound, perfect. And that is somebody who's probably very consistent. So if I, if you're somebody who likes to do untracked meals and you feel like that helps you adhere to whatever macro plan we have, then you may be somebody who's more susceptible, susceptible to big bumps on the scale. And you have to remember that and keep that in mind. Okay. Changing body composition is something that happens over time in sort of phases. And I am going to run through like what a two year transformation would look like from, you know, a macro perspective. I'll take a client and kind of run you through that because I think that will be helpful. But you just have to remember that the scale is different for everybody. But if you have a fat loss goal, you can't just throw your hands up and say it doesn't matter because it can be an indicator of behavior that we want to kind of take a look at, or it can be an indicator that we're not in a caloric deficit or that we are in a caloric deficit. So it is a piece of the puzzle along with the scale measurements, photos. That's why the assessments are so important. Like, how do you feel? How are you sleeping? There's a lot of different components when somebody is changing their lifestyle and getting healthy. It's not just the scale. That's why a lot of us coaches say that it's not just the scale. It's not about the scale, but it's also like kind of also that's a piece of it. Um, and it can be discouraging. I've, I've talked about my own in many announcements. I've talked about my own weight loss and fat loss process is some of it is just because of, <clears throat> excuse me, my physical body. And some of it is because of my choices. Um, you know, I can go a pretty, much five days in a deficit. And then I usually need a little bit more carbohydrates and then I'll see a bump in the scale. And then I'm back on that cycle. That's a natural thing for me to do. And so that means the scale is a little bit volatile for me, but it will go down. Um, if I have a goal, it's just, you know, it's never like this perfect linear thing. And it's really important for everybody to understand that. Um, now, the more weight you have to lose, the more as a coach, I would expect to see a pretty consistent downward number. So if somebody has 60 pounds of fat to lose and we get you in a caloric deficit, you should see the scale go down. Um, but if we're if the deficit is kind of close to your maintenance, 
maybe it's only three to 500 calories a day in a caloric deficit, just meaning if you burn, you know, 2000 calories a day and we give you 1500, that's a 500 calorie deficit that day. And so if you overeat a couple handfuls of almonds, you're right back up to 2000 calories. That's just an example for easy numbers. But so you may be doing little things that you don't think are a big deal that are keeping you at maintenance, but they're not detrimental to your health. And part of this has to be about your health. It can't just be the scale and what you look like. Health has to be a, com a component. And by the way, like we need essential body fat on our body. It's there for a reason to, to protect our organs, to keep us warm. So, you know, I have people that just want all the fat off their body. Well, that's like not even smart. We, we don't want that. I don't want that for you. Um, so remember, we don't have any control over some of the factors that make up our body weight, right? Like bone organs, blood. So we have genetics, we have gender, we have age, um, lots of things that influence this body weight. It's going to be obviously our diet, some environmental factors, some social factors and physical activity, obviously. And those are all part of what, you know, impact our body weight. And if you're working on getting healthier, all there's so it's so complex, right? Like in so many ways, it is not easy, but it's not complicated when you really boil down what it takes for you to reach your goals. And that scale must be a piece of the puzzle, um, especially if you're working with an online coach and your online coach or whatever your whoever your coach is should not ever be judging you for whether you made progress or not. There's no judgment. It's just data. So when somebody comes to me and does a check-in, I need to see the scale, the food, supplementation, water, exercise. It's not the scale is the most important thing. And if you missed the scale, but you felt really good about your week, that is a check for me. That makes me very happy. And I get that a lot where people are, they're traveling and they're like, I don't know what my weight is, but I feel really good about the week. I mean, that that's empowering, right? Sometimes I'm like, never step on the scale again. I mean, I haven't been on the scale in a few weeks. That is a, now I'm, I'm, a, I'm in a caloric deficit, so I'll step on it again. Uh, but I know my body pretty well. I know how my clothes fit. That's a great indicator. And um I'm doing my own check-ins right now. So that's that's where I'm at. Good job. But when you look back at your week before you get on that scale, ask yourself if you are proud of yourself for the work you've done. You know, am I am I on the right track? Do I have good relationships? And and find some areas in your life that are progress more than just the scale. There's many of them your relationships, maybe your work ethic, maybe your overall, you know, energy. I always say like, when I feel like shit about myself, I treat people around me like shit. Uh, my son, certainly when he was growing up, my husband sometimes, and that's something I've had to be really, you know, I've had to kind of look, hold up a mirror when I'm not making good choices for me. I'm just, I'm not in a good space. So I can tell week to week, like, 
when I come to do a check-in or when my people, like, I like to feel good about the way I interact with my family and the people that I love the most, you know? And so, and that are closest to me, that's a great indicator. So find other things besides just the scale. Um, and remember, uh, by the way, old habits are hard to break. If you're somebody who uses food for, you know, uh, filling in the void, loneliness, boredom, anxiety, depression, and you've been using food and it's gotten to the point where your body composition isn't healthy, you do need to work on that, right? That's obviously, that is, that's a misuse of food. On the flip side, understand that that giving yourself a little room for air as you learn is is normal and probably important. But at some point to stop the cycle, you have to stop kind of, you know, creating your own BS that you believe, that only you believe, by the way, that's kind of keeping you stuck where you are. So know that that it's it's difficult to break these habits even with the scale. But I would say immediately, starting today, if you're somebody who gets on the scale multiple times a day, this week, get on it in the morning and put it away. Get it out of your physical sight. You're going to have to muscle your way through this somehow. You're going to have to stop the multiple times a day because it doesn't matter. And if you're, if you're, if the scale is a trigger for you to go down a path of that self-destructive, sabotaging behavior, you're going to have to take some action and do something about it. So if you're if you're doing it once a or multiple times a day, let's just go once a day to start. When you wake up in the morning, this is how I would have somebody use the scale. Okay. We're going to wake up in the morning, pee, step on the scale, and that's your weight once a week. The scale starting today, and you can do this. I just want you to know you have control over the way you think about it and use it and look at it. You can look at the scale as a helpful tool to help you understand if I'm on the right track or not, or if I need to make an adjustment. I have people who the scale goes up and I don't change anything. I know that they just had trouble adhering. I know that they may have had a big food night the night before. And one week of the scale going up wouldn't alarm me. Also, um, I have seen a little, and I don't actually have any data for this. I wish I did, but I have seen scenarios where uh, the scale goes up about once a month around somebody's cycle. That's not that uncommon for it, just, just kind of like every four weeks for it to go up. I've seen that for sure. So the scale should be used once a week if you're doing your check-ins. If you are somebody who is on maintenance and you know you're following your plan and you have some clothes that you feel like are, uh, you know, good indicators for you, use those take a full break from the scale it's it's actually unbelievable to not wake up see a number and then be fucking upset about it all day like that is the that is what breaks my heart is clients who you know wake up 
they're feeling like they're having one of those quote skinny days as a client says they get on the scale the number is the same or higher and they get totally discouraged and then all day they're just bummed and then the next day it's down and they're like yay i'm happy it just it's it's a it's a moving target and it should never drive you emotionally for more than a couple seconds like it's okay to be disappointed but then you need to kind of assess what's going on and and it's easy to gain weight it's really easy as you know like it doesn't take much to put yourself at maintenance as i mentioned before so before you get on that scale ask yourself if I, am i proud of myself am i proud of the work i've done did i show up for myself did i get to the gym and if you say no none of those things and the scale goes up again it's still just a data point you got to get rid of your feelings and how you feel about yourself and you have got to just run the play and you will get results eventually you will if you have a good coach who's got you on the right plan you will absolutely get the results that you are looking for it's just going to take a little bit more time so put the scale at a place in your life where you think it can help you or it's just relatively benign it's no big deal if that means you have to put it away put it away while it is the piece a piece of a healthy process it doesn't the scale it doesn't just have to be this crazy toxic thing you just need to work with a coach who doesn't like freak out on you if it goes up of course now i always say like there's like lifestyle clients and then well, even, even during bikini prep, my scale was all over the place and I had a great coach. It wasn't like, what are you doing wrong? It was always like, this is just, this is the way it is for, for you. It's the way it is for me now too. And it might be the same for you. Again, the more body weight you have to lose, the more I would expect to see consistently going downward. Um, you got to be transparent with your, with your coach and with yourself. Uh, if you're not tracking food and you're not being transparent, you you should never, ever, ever be confused about the scale ever because you don't have the data to be able to kind of tell the big picture that's going to be most helpful to you. So don't lie to yourself. Don't lie to your coach. Stay really committed and consistent with tracking your food. And um, the scale will start to make sense in your life, okay? Um, if you're somebody who wants help, but you have, but you don't want to get on the scale, do some kind of measurement. And even if it's just photos, if photos don't work for you or you're struggling to take those, listen, the, we all have a day one, right? It's it, all of us. So you have to start somewhere and then, as you progress and change, it will be just absolutely amazing. And you'll be so glad you have the day one. The scale is the same. No matter what you've done, how bad you feel like it's gotten, that understanding where you are and where you want to go is key. Now, I always talk about letting your body weight uh, or goal weight reveal itself to you. So a lot of people want me to help them pick, pick a goal weight. I've, I've never done that. I've never helped somebody pick a goal weight. I won't do it. I can give us an idea, but I don't know. You know, the question is, can I lose 20 pounds by July? 
Well, you can, I don't know if you will, right? Like your goal weight will reveal itself to you, especially as you start lifting weights, changing your diet, your, your body is going to change and the weight and the number that you may feel so attached to might not be the right number, but I don't really have a crystal ball, but I can, I can look at somebody and tell about how much weight would get them healthy. I could look at somebody and if, if somebody says, I want to lose 10 pounds, I could say, I'm not seeing 10 pounds that we need to lose here. Like, where do you think this body fat is going to come from? Unless somebody's goal is to get completely shredded. But when somebody's like, can you help me pick a number? First of all, you have to pick a number for any app, right? You just have to put a number in there. But you really want to be careful that you don't get totally and completely fixated on that number. So a lot of people will be like, I was, I was this weight the last time I lost weight. Well, you're, you're not that person five years ago, 10 years ago, right? You're, you're now. So you want to be real careful about looking back. I just want to get back to, I just want to go back to when I, we, we can't go back, right? And in many cases, we don't want to go back. Because if we go back, we have to go through the same shit we went through that got us to a place we don't want to be now. So look forward. When you are showing up for yourself, you're doing your workouts, you're getting in your nutrition, I promise you results are a side effect. They're a byproduct and they will happen. And Each week, you can uncover a little bit more of who you want to be who you feel like you're meant to be and whether the weight is 160 or 150 doesn't matter. Now I have, I do have some, some rule followers who really like, like get, I need that to hang on to. I'm cool with that. Like I get that. Not everybody's the same. And we, I just have to assess that a little bit to see if you are stuck. I've had people obsess over two pounds. They look amazing. They've changed their entire lifestyle. They've lost 30 pounds, but they're two pounds from this goal weight. Well, those are the types of things you, you really need to manage. And I would be thinking to myself, oh, they totally understand the scale. And yet here we are. And they're still fighting for those last two pounds when really I always say like that two pounds is a poop or a pound is a poop. Like you could just go to the bathroom a couple of times and you'd be down two pounds. But for some people, they're like, I don't care. I know that's important to me. So you have to manage that. And if you're working with me, that's that's a discussion. And you're not all the same. That Like, I can't emphasize that enough. What the conversations I might be having with Stephanie are different than the conversations I'm having with Michelle about the scale and how to manage that and why it's important or not based on what they've given me over the years and my my experience with them, where they want to go, their current body composition, all of that. So you're you're not the same to me on my team and working with you. It's not just like a one size fits all. But as far as the scale goes and picking that goal weight, pick a number. I've had some people pick, uh, I'm just going to throw out a number 150. They get to 150 and they're like, oh, okay, I actually think it's 140. And I might be like, yeah, I think so. I agree. I think that's it. I think we could shoot for that. Like that's the discussion, but it's not like 
there's this 140. Remember also when you're maintaining your body weight, it fluctuates. You may go down to 138, then you go up to 145. You know, if you, when you're maintaining, staying within like three to five pounds is a great goal of staying within that kind of goal weight. Once you're like, I think I'm good. And the cool part about not just assessing the scale number, but assessing every week. How do I feel? How do I feel about the work I've done? How do I feel about my clothes? Do I feel better? Not, I'm, I'm, I, I don't feel like I'm right where I want to be. All right, let's keep going. Or yes, I feel better. This isn't the number on the scale I thought, but I feel better. And you've got to get in touch with what's going on inside. And around you, not just that number on the scale. So while I understand that we have a lot of baggage around the scale um, and that we have sometimes these fixated numbers we're on, just be open to the fact that you might get there. The number might not be what you think, and that might be okay. Um, and then your work is to learn to maintain and to learn where that scale fits in. But once, I, I promise you, once you start to detach from the scale. I mean, I would look at the scale no different than this. I don't have any feelings for this. None. And that's how we should look at the scale. I don't have any feelings for this cap. It's just, it's just a random number. And we're going to be able to see progress in so many ways. I promise you, whatever coach you're working with or whatever program you're on, you're going to be able to see progress as long as you're showing up for yourself. And I think the last thing I want to leave us with is the scale doesn't owe us anything. Okay. Just because you did what you think you were supposed to do does not mean the scale owes you a pound or two. I ask people all the time. They're like, I thought I would lose more. And I'm like, why? And they have no idea. No, no idea. I just thought it would be more. We just want more and we want it faster. And we think that our work should pay off and we should have our, eight week goal in three weeks. And I'm the same way. I trust me. I'm the same way. That's why people are like, it's like, you're, you're in my head. It's like, I'm a woman. I'm a female on a fitness journey. These are things that come up for me too. I just have a really good handle on them. And I've been working on them for most of my life. And that's what I'm delivering to you are these perspectives that help get you out of your head into your heart, understanding where the scale and body weight should fit into your life and, you know, just how to manage your relationship with that scale. So it doesn't ruin you and sabotage you and create you to take steps backwards in your fitness journey. So before you send your coach messages talking about how frustrated you are, think about your wins, think about what you've accomplished, and then be willing to make adjustments. Again, if you're gaining weight every week, that's that's a problem, especially if your goal is fat loss and you may need an adjustment. If you're struggling to adhere, that can be a problem. So let's deal with the things that are holding us back and you, you'll find them along the way. And when you do, pause for a minute and deal with them and then you can keep going on this journey. And if the scale is one of those things, then we need to deal with it. And maybe it just needs to go bye-bye for a little while. So I hope that was helpful. That is just, you know, my best at delivering the perspective on the scale and know that it has a place, but it's not everything. 
And, you know, I hope that if you're somebody who's really been kind of misusing it and it's been harming you or hurting you or stopping you from progressing, that starting today, right now, you take control of that and really put it in its place and focus on falling in love with the lifestyle that is not just one year, two year, three year, but that is forever. This is a forever lifestyle. It's not a means to an end. It's not just for eight weeks. It's not as long as the scale goes down. You've got to show up for yourself day in and day out. And I, and once you start to do that, it, you'll see it as a gift. It's easy. It's the easiest thing I do these days is show up for myself. To think that that was ever hard is, is sad. So for now, I will check comments a little bit later. Hopefully that was helpful. Let's get after it. Love you guys.